0: I want to talk to you about the missing ingredient to fullness of joy in a lot of Christians' lives. Now, we know about the expressions of joy. We know about laughter, right? We know about shouting. We know about dancing. And we know about running. And all of those things are good in their place. Amen? I believe this, that you can laugh with the best of them. You can shout with the best of them, right? But there is a key to fullness of joy that I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize strong. So how many of you will set yourself in agreement with me today for unction and liberty as the Word of God goes forth? Father, I thank you for ministering this to your precious people today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. In 1 John chapter 1, I want you to look over there in verses 1 through 3. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard and which we have seen and with our eyes and looked upon. Amen. And our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show it to you unto you that eternal life which was with the father and was manifested unto us now read verse three with me that which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son Jesus Christ I want to emphasize the subject today of fellowship And tie it in with fullness of joy. One of the first things that we need to know and to understand, you and I have been called to fellowship. In 1 Corinthians one nine, it says, God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that word call means to call aloud, to utter in a loud voice, or to invite. We have an invitation daily to a glorious visitation from the head of the church. The Amplified says in verse 9 God is faithful, He's reliable, trustworthy, and therefore ever true to His promise. And He can be depended on Him. By Him, you are called into companionship and participation. With his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. so say it with me, I have been called into fellowship. And then right after the context of First John chapter one, verses one through three, we see First John chapter one, verse four. Notice with me. And these things we write unto you that your joy. May be full. So what is fellowship? He just wrote to us about that. I believe this, that the more we fellowship with Him, the more close we become to Him, the more we have communion with Him, the more filled with joy we will be. Amen. After all, as Brenda quoted today, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I believe that joy is increased because it comes from the joy giver. Joy is increased as we fellowship with God because it is part and parcel of his benefit package for us. Now the word fellowship means to share. It means It's kin to communion. Uh, How many of you know you can't commune by yourself? Also, there is this word sharing that we need to look at concerning fellowship. We see a picture here of a shared meal. How many of you have ever shared a meal with your family? And you weren't doing this and you weren't following the dings or all the prompts how many of you have ever shared a meal with a with a close friend get the picture you've got the same table and you got the same food recently in october we were down in branson missouri how many of you have ever heard of a lady by the name of paula dean paula dean is a southern cook and that lady can really really cook And so what you would do is you would order your food and it would be family style. So everyone was able to share the taters, share, I don't want to get you too hungry, share the fried chicken, share the catfish. I feel a preach coming on right now. And as we sat around the table with James and Esther and little Eden we shared all these good things together and so what happened what was in me God in them and what was in them God in me see we were communing we were sharing can you say amen? amen now when it comes to sharing in a context like that it does not just have to do with food sharing communion was God's plan for you and for me from the beginning. He came down and he fellowshiped with Adam and Eve. He came down in the cool of the day. Who knows? Maybe they watched the sunset together. And Adam said, Oh, Lord, how did that happen? How did you do that? And there was this sharing. There was this communion. Well, you and I, have the ability to commune with Him. We have been made in the very image and in the very likeness of God. We were made for communion with our Creator. And I just dropped by to remind you... That if you want to experience fullness of joy, we need to be about getting closer to God and fellowshipping with Him, not just on Sunday, because I'm telling you, nothing else in this world will ever satisfy. There's nothing like communion with your Creator. I mean, you can have a stack of gold this high, but gold does not satisfy without Jesus. You can have every car that you've ever, ever desired, and yet those things are temporary and they are fleeting. Yeah, that's right. There are a lot of millionaires, and I dare say even billionaires, that are empty on the inside. That's right. Folks, what I'm talking about is precious. What I'm talking about is something and someone we can participate with We can converse with Him. We can talk with Him. We can walk with Him by the way. I walk with Him and I talk with Him. And He walks with me and He talks with me along life's narrow way. You talk about Him imparting some things into your soul and giving you vision for your family, giving you vision for your business, giving you vision for your ministry. You talk about Him. He is amazing. And He can give you an amazing thought every day. He can give you a thought in the morning that will set your feet a-dancing. He can give you a thought in the morning that will stay with you all day long as you feast upon this close companionship with the Master. He said, I will show you the path of life. I believe that one of the paths of life is entering into close proximity with Him. For He says, in my presence, there's fullness of joy. And at my right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I saw something in John chapter 15 that I want to tie in with First John chapter 1. It really set my heart on a track. Notice with me in verse 11 of John 15. In verse 11, he said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now notice with me, he says, "These things have I spoken unto you? Well, what are the things that he spoke to us in John 15 verses one through 10, to come to the conclusion that, thank God, your joy could be full. Amen. Anybody interested? In John chapter 15, verse 1, notice with me. He said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that bears fruit, what does he do? He purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Does God want us to be fruitful? He does not want us to be fruitless and flaky. He wants to be fruitful and full of joy. Now notice verse 3. He said, Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. Now I looked up that word abide and that word abide means to live. It means to dwell. It means to remain. It means not to depart. It means to continue to be present. It means to be kept continually. When we're talking about abiding in him, we're talking about living in him in vital union and in vital communion. Oh, hallelujah. How many abiders do we have in the house? In other words, live in me and I will live in you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Hallelujah. If you call upon me as your father God, I will be a father unto you. Folks, this speaks of koinonia. This speaks of rich fellowship with him. You see, when Brenda and I got married, we, for the last 40 some years, have abode together. We live together. We just do not share a house together. We have a home. There's a lot of sharing that takes place. There's a lot of precious communion that takes place between a husband and a wife. How much more should we have precious fellowship with the creator of the universe, our bridegroom, the Lord Jesus Christ? He said in verse 5, I am the vine and you're the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth mucho, mucho fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Now I want you to read verse 7. Notice this with me. Ready, read. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now read it this way. As I abide in him, and his words abide in me, when I ask what I will, it will be joined, it will be done unto me. So Jesus is saying, if you live in me, if you stay joined in me, If you stay united to me, if you dwell in me and remain in me, then you will ask what you will based on his word abiding in you and it shall be done unto you. Oh, dear brothers and sisters, the joy of answered prayer comes from abiding in him and his words abiding in you. Now, did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? John chapter sixteen twenty four. This is so good. Notice with me what it says Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your woo, glory to God. Ask and you shall receive. And your joy will be full. Live in me. Get my words living in you. And then you can ask and it will be done unto you. And it will cause fullness of joy in your life. Woo, glory to God. In the Amplified it says this. Up to this time. You have not asked a single thing in my name. As presenting all that I am. But now ask and keep on asking and you will receive read the rest with me so that your joy gladness delight may be full and complete Woo, glory to God fullness of joy abiding in him living for him verse 8 says this herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit so shall be my disciples as the father has loved me so have I loved you continue in my love if you keep my commandments you shall abide in love even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love again these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full fullness of joy comes from fellowship The Amplified says this, I told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be of full measure and complete and overflowing. Hallelujah. Mm -mm -mm. Thank you, Lord. You live that way, you'll you'll not have any problem running around the building. You live that way when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon the congregation to rejoice and shout and dance and even laugh, you'll have no problem with it. Why? Because it'll just flow out of the abundance of your heart because of what you have been tending to all day long. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Now, I saw something else here. It is absolutely vital and I'll include myself. It's absolutely vital for all of us to be determined to know Him and to fellowship with Him. Here's what Paul said to the church at Philippi in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. He said, here is my determined purpose. My determined purpose is this, that I may know Him that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Now let's read that verse just to that point. Ready, read. For my determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Hallelujah. Acquainted with him. Now, Paul said... It is my determined purpose. Just because Paul was an anointed to be an apostle did not mean that he didn't have to put the effort in. Just because you've been a Christian for 20, 30 years does not mean that you've arrived. Maybe you've read the Bible through five times or ten times. That does not mean that you have arrived. When it comes to knowing God and fellowshipping with Him, we need to make sure we're putting the effort in. And I got in my heart to say this, don't let distractions rob you of precious fellowship. Spend time with Him. Again, Paul said, my determined purpose is to know Him to become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him and the wonders of his person. Oh, hallelujah. He is so good. Now, in Job chapter 22 and verse 21, it tells us, Acquaint now yourself with him and be at peace. So peace is one of the things that you will realize in your life the more you become acquainted with him. Acquaint thou yourself with him and be at peace, thereby good shall come unto you. The Amplified says this, Acquaint thou yourself with him, agree with God. Everyone say, agree with God. I cannot walk with God if I don't agree with God. Amos 3.3 says this, How can two walk together unless they be in agreement? Amen? Now understand this, God is always right. So we have no business trying to talk God into our truth. A lot of people talk about, well, this is my truth. Well, unless your truth lines up with the truth... You might as well just forget it. Amen? Well, now, God, this this is my... I know you said this, and I know you said that, but here's my truth. You can't walk together. You can't fellowship on that basis. You can't fellowship on the basis of the traditions of men. You can't fellowship on the basis of religious thinking. God says in His Word that you are the righteousness of Christ in Him. Amen? Regardless how you feel about it, regardless of what you've been told growing up, perhaps you've been told that you're just an old unworthy sinner. But that is not the truth. The truth is you were made in the likeness and the image of God. That your Creator lives on the inside of you. You know, yesterday as I was praying, sometimes I'll have communion at the house and I'll go into the living room and I'll walk back, back and forth and I'll begin to pray and just, just thank God for sustaining my life. Just thank God for so great a salvation. Not going to Him because I need anything, just going to Him because I love Him. Amen? Amen? Going to Him because He is so good. But this phrase come out of my spirit, and I believe that, that I should share it with you. This phrase came right out of my heart. Hallelujah. You get your self-worth through the new birth. You get your self-worth. We're talking about righteousness here for a moment. We don't get our self-worth from Relationships. We don't get our self-worth from money. We get our self-worth from the new birth. And when you come into the kingdom of God and into the family of God, you receive the new birth. And part of the new birth tells you who you are now that you're a child of God. Now that you're a child of God, you're a new creation. Now that you're a child of God, you are not incomplete. You are complete in Him. Now that you're a child of God, you're not struggling to win. You're on the winning side. You're on the winning team. Now that you're a child of God, you are more than a conqueror through Him that loved you. If you will take your stand and meditate on who you are, and what you have, and where you are in Christ Jesus, you will have a rebirth of self-worth based on the new birth. I'm talking about new creation realities. The fact that you're an heir of God, that you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That you are valuable in the sight of God. And even though some people may make you feel like you don't measure up. Some people's minds are no business. Praise God. We don't have to live there. We can live in the truth of God's holy word. Shout it with me. I'm born of God. I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of God. And I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. When we're talking about getting acquainted with Him and fellowshipping with Him, one of the ways that we find out these truths is we need to get in the Word. You know what Jeremiah said? Jeremiah said, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And they were unto me the joy and the rejoicing, come on somebody, of my heart. So, As you feed on God's Word, as you meditate on who you are and what you have, you become acquainted with your Creator. Hallelujah. And as you become acquainted with your Creator, what happens is your joy starts getting fuller and fuller. Of His fullness have we all received. It's so important to be full of faith and full of, Of the Word of God. And can you say amen to that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be acquainted with Him. Quality time is extremely important. Quality time is not when one person is doing all the talking, and everything they talk about is a request. I mean, how many of you enjoyed that when your kids were growing up that all they wanted was $20? And the car keys. Pastor Nancy said, and the car keys. (laughs) Mom, Dad, can I have this? Can I have that? You know, it's a great day when your kids or your grandkids just come to you and say, I don't need a thing. I just came to hang out with you. Some of you haven't gotten there yet. But hold fast the confession of your faith. It's a great day. And you see, we're part of the family of God. It's the Father and His family. When it comes to conversing with God and having fellowship with Him, let Him talk. Let Him talk. Learn to listen when spending time with Him. Don't do all the talking. You know, it's amazing. And you don't have to get all perpendicular in your speech. Oh, God. (laughs) Here I am, God. (laughs) I know you're very busy. (laughs) The Lord may just say, who is that? (laughs) Or what's up with that? God understands okie-talk. God understands Espanol. He understands German. He understands hip-hop. Talk. In other words, whoever you are and whatever experience you come from, God really, really loves you. And he really, really wants to talk to you. He wants to say some things to all of us that we've wondered about, some of us, for months and even years. Now, here's the key. It is amazing what will happen if you just ask him. Ask him. You know, one of the biggest challenges I think that Christians have concerning in the medical area, you know, they have a challenge going on in their bodies and, you know, they've been said, well, you need to have a surgery. You need to do this. You need to do that. And what that's, that can be very challenging as to know what to do and what not to do. Have you ever thought about just asking Him? He says, call unto me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you don't even know. Call. In other words, converse with me. Ask me. Should I do this? Should I sell my house? Should I move to Tracy? And find another church? What, Lord, what is your, what's your will concerning this? Don't make it difficult still yourself and get quiet enough in the presence of God so that you can hear from Him. How many of you are going to do that? Here's what I've learned. Is God will give you a word in season. He will give you an explicit rhema word tailor-made for your situation. He doesn't give everybody the same direction because we're different people in different circumstances. Well, so-and-so did this and -and so-and-so said that. Thank God for so-and-so. But you need to have a face-to-face Relationship with your Creator. Yeah. Are you getting anything today? Yeah. Here's the thing He wants to be a part of everything that's going on in our lives. Everything. Father, knows best. That's right. <laughs> Sometimes people get themselves in a situation and in a mess and then afterwards they pray and say, Oh God, why didn't you why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you warn me? Well I've been trying to get your attention for months. It's gotta be a determination. I, I'm not, understand this, I'm not talking about works here. When I talk about my determined purposes and put the time and put the effort in, I'm not talking about works. I'm talking about relationship. Yeah. Something that you do because you want to. Yeah. Yeah. And all oh, the rich dividends of listening to Him. You know, we can have all the books and CDs and DVDs from every minister in America. We can be up to date on all the latest prophecies and I'm not coming against prophecies. But we can have so much in America. We have 50 translations of the Bible available to us on Bible Gateway. It's awesome. But the most important thing is that we have an intimate relationship with God. And I think sometimes in the word of faith, I think sometimes material things can be overdone. And I, and I think it's good to know that we serve a good God. And that He supplies all of our need, not half of our need but all of our need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And thank God for things. But things are not what we're to seek. We are to seek Him and His face. We are not necessarily to seek His hand. His hand represents provision. But... His face and seeking his face represents intimacy. I want to encourage you folks. I want to encourage you with this message. I desire everybody at heart of the bay to be God chasers and God seekers. I can remember when I got born again way, way back in the 70s. The first thing that came out of my mouth was not, Oh God, I need, I need, I need. Like Bob Wiley. And what about Bob? (laughs) I need, I need, I need, I need. But it was, Oh God, I love you. Thank you for sparing me. Thank you for changing my life and did you know that he's still changing my life and did you know that he's still changing your life if you'll let him is there anybody in the house that needs to be changed look at your neighbor and say you sure do (laughs) look back at and say and I know you do (laughs) <laughs> we could all use some change but not fleshy change oftentimes people well, I better not say that I'm <laughs> not going to say it because as a pastor never mind My lips are sealed. Change. 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 Turned into another man. Turn into another woman. Sons and daughters of God. Changing by the Spirit of the living God. For we all with open face, beholding as in a glass... The glory of the Lord are being changed and transfigured from one degree of glory to the next. This comes by the Spirit of the Living God. Be willing to make changes, be open to those kind of conversations. Sometimes those conversations are not always easy to hear right. But they're always for our benefit. Yes, yes, Hebrew says that correction is good. Don't override the changes and the corrections that come from him. Amen. Amen. Don't override them. But submit yourself to God. Submit. What does submit means? Submit means to get under the hand of God. The direction of God. God's moving. God is moving. There's not a lot of shouting. There's not a lot of dancing. But if you'll act on this, there will be a change. There will be greater joy. Fullness of the joy of the Lord. Mm. Glory to God. Psalm 27 verse 8. Psalm 27, verse 8. He said, You have said, seek my face, inquire for and require of my presence and your, as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek. I will inquire for and require of necessity and act on the authority of your word. How about Moses? Moses was an amazing man of God who had a lot of insecurities. But he was honest about it. And God worked with him and worked some things out of Moses' life so Moses could do and be all that God had called him to do and be and created him to be. Now notice with me in Exodus 33 verse 11. Keeping in mind seeking his face. Exodus 33:11 says, "And the Lord spake unto Moses, how face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend." Are you a friend of God? I'm a friend of God. And as a friend of God, as I seek Him, I can expect Him to speak to me face to face. In the book of Psalms 39, verse 10, the tail end of that verse says, Those that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. That's Psalm 34, 10. And so when we seek God, we seek fellowship and intimacy with Him, good things will come into our lives. Amen? Amen. And then let's look at Matthew 6, verse 33. As Pastor Tom comes, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's lift our hands and just thank Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. We magnify you, Lord. We glorify you in this place. Hallelujah. Matthew 6.33 says. Let's read it together. But seek ye first the kingdom of God. Or in other words, put him first. And all these things shall be added unto you. As we reacquaint ourselves with God. We'll have brighter days. We'll have hope for the future. Security and supernatural favor. I like how Jerry Savell says it. Seek the provider, not the provision. You like that? Seek the healer, not the healing. Seek God's face, not his hands. This is a key to fullness of joy. I pray that you experience fullness of joy in greater degrees than you ever have before. May 2022 be a year of fullness for you and your loved ones. Let's stand up, everybody. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord.